right about now and repeat what I said, which is welcome to the 15th episode of Born in Trouble. I'm your host, John X. Here are my illustrious guests this evening. You have to excuse me, I'm a little bit sleepy. From we got a full house today. What kind of way is that to start, Holmes? Come on. Let me try this again. (laughs) No, Sleepy Brown. Why you? Well, you you on live. You can't try it again. You just gotta keep rolling now. (laughs) Right. Well. Right. Well. See, this is a problem with having one professional on your. This gonna be this gonna be like an episode of Winnie the Pooh. It's constant criticism. (laughs) Get his ass, Rob. Get his ass. I'm tired. Welcome to the 15th episode of Boy in Trouble. I'm your host. Dennis. I'm so got, tired. And I've got with me the three tired funny men. Playing the game. <laughs> From ATL, Mr. Gene Hopkins. Howdy, folks. From Detroit, Michigan, Michigan, the city Wang Kang. <laughs> what? Mr. Grant Lancaster. What up, dog? How you be? And the surprise return guest this week, the man who got rained out from his baseball game this evening. I'm not going to say anything, Rob. I know you're waiting for it. Mr. Brooks with the good looks. Rob Brooks. What it, what it is, man. What it is. Uh, I'm, I'm ready. I'm excited. I'm excited. Y'all, you know, once you wake up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, y'all have to excuse me, man. I, 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 I fell a... I fell asleep and I ended up taking a nap and I woke up and I was like, man, what time is it? Where am I at? What time is it? What should I be doing? And I was like, oh, maybe I should call and I should cancel the show because I'm tired. I'm sleepy. But no, the show must go on. So here I am, soldiering through. That's right. Soldiering through. And we're going to start this week with a very interesting or another conversation. Listen, we got to start where everybody else is at right now, where everyone in black America is at. And that's with the video that I sent you earlier. <laughs> I'm sure that you had all seen it before. That's right. The knockout in Montgomery, Alabama, the fight, the brawl that everyone's talking about, the seaside brawl with Aqua Brother in Montgomery. Yes, yeah. sir. Beautiful thing, man. It's a beautiful thing. When I when I saw that brother swimming through the water, I almost started clapping in my office, man. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't great strategy, though. I mean, you know, you gonna be exhausted after you. Oh yeah, swim yeah it's not like great, that. But just you know, the passion, he's, man. He's sixteen, bro. He got all the energy in the world. Yeah, you know, though, I saw those folks cuffed up afterward, and I was thinking they ain't really get beat that bad, you know. I was wondering. I was wondering what the hell everybody was doing. Ain't nobody was leaking, nothing. Good lord! But as but I guess people, was, as many people got hit by a chair, you'd have thought somebody would right. have beat up. <laughs> right. Well, you know, as much as we as we talk about street fights, if you look at them, most of the times the form is terrible. So these guys, like, you're not really in too much. It's like the haymakers take forever to. You see the like, you, you know. see them cops didn't even jump in, man. I thought I saw some cops out there just kind of like trying to cops calm them. everybody down with their voices. They was like, "Look, yeah, we we we're not get 
we're not getting in this shit right here. Yeah, they were like, we're going to let them take this one. That was ridiculous. Yeah. Well, that's, that's like, you know, I was fucking around and find out day in Montgomery on Saturday evening where anyone who might have a problem right now, you know, they found out what their problem, what the value of that problem is right now. So I was happy, you know, I see the cats. Um, the funny memes are, of course, like, you know, black Twitter always wins everything. Oh, man. And everything. Oh, man. You know, when they, the one that, the one for me that get, that did it was the uh, hat phone, the cat phone, you know, with the, uh, the Batman light on the cat. That was, like, uh-huh. that was the, that to me is, that was great. Fantastic. Brilliant. What was your favorite Twitter moment about the, you know, because this is like, honestly, this is better than Juneteenth. I think that we should just oh, yeah. Juneteenth. And we should just yeah, show Yeah, August, August 5th is a holiday. Yeah, August, August 5th, 5th is now, now a holiday. It's an official holiday, right? Yeah. That, so uh, right. that, 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 uh, the one with the Luther Vandross, the chair is not, the chair is just a chair. Yeah. That, oh, that was the one for me. Uh, <laughs> the one for me, the one for me is with my man, I saw a picture of a dude. So he open carry now. He had a chair on the holster. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. That was yeah. crazy. Oh man! What was yours, Rob? What was your favorite? Nah, it's probably it was probably the the open carry one. I saw that one earlier. I was like, you know, there's a lot of people got a lot of time on their hands, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the, and the uh, you know, I love the way that just in a matter of a week we flipped the saying of. Um, I try, don't I try that in a small town completely. Right. You know, it's like, yes, try that in a small town, Montgomery. See what will happen. F around and find out. I mean, what were these people thinking? They have a little boat. They're holding everybody up. You know, they're holding everybody up. Right. Why, why'd they attack the dude? They attacked the dude who uh, threw his hat. That's what got to keep Let's find out those blood alcohol levels were. Right. And because nigga, you, you can't tell me that you get That's juiced why. up, and now you're looking at like, who are you talking to, nigga? Yeah, alcohol, no, you know, alcohol's way out in front. You notice know alcohol right. related is all this is alcohol related. Oh yeah. So I mean, is this a is this an argument to ban alcohol now? Like they've banned other substances. You know, you you don't have enough money to defeat to defeat that lobby. I ain't even. Yeah. It's not even a conversation to engage. Well, I think that white people would say based upon the way that the that they fought. That they were drinking Bud Light on that skiff. <laughs> it looked like nobody was fighting out there. I was like, God, dogs! Anybody, anybody, just gonna do a little technique, you know, and, and get the upper hand quick. Technique. I ain't seen nothing. I just, I saw a bunch of everybody got to keep their knees. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, a melee. You know? yeah. It was a melee. Yeah, I did see somebody get a body slam though. That was. I was kind of, then he got stomped oh, in the yeah. face. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, I saw. That I saw time. one. I saw one lady get drugged by a uh, by this bigger, bigger black chick. She she was she was feeding her them soup bones <laughs> repeatedly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Good job. Man. It is. I mean, you know, it's 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 cool for a change. It's cool for a change to see that. I mean, it's you know, I just I don't want us and not just us, but us to get carried away with that shit. Like you know, yeah, 
I mean, you know, yeah, all right, that's cool. You know, start a mantra, you know, start start something. Right. Yeah. You know, but yeah, you know, it, it, the, joy, the joy in it was seeing black folks band together. Yeah. Exactly. Don't go on the Everybody office. Coming to the that's a joy. Everybody that's coming joy. to the rescue. You know? like, we're, we're in trouble. Yeah. Don't go on the office with it yet, though. That's that's more <laughs> than caution. You know what I'm saying? We ain't ready well, for the office yet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Black Aquaman. <laughs> no, you don't want to go on offense because guess what? You know they're ready to play defense. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, man. oh for sure. Oh, yeah. oh man. Oh, yeah. Well, Black Aquaman, he's out. He can be the head of the Black Navy SEALs right there as he swam across, got up, and then got right back into it. So he's our first, like, Navy SEALs. I love the names for him were just, like, oh, just hilarious. You know the funny thing? Watch is going to be on the news tomorrow. They're, like, a day behind when it comes to, like, popular black things. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, when they see all the trend and everything else, and then the next day, it's a story. Well, they're going to, they want to, like Rob said, and like you said, don't start going on the offense. They're going to discourage that. They're going to discourage a lot of, they're going to try to kill that story as quickly as possible because it's a, yeah. it's an uprising, you know. It might, is, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't even run it. Yeah, this would be, this would get, I would imagine, the same type of coverage that the John Brown rebellions would have would have garnered in their in the late 1800s, 1800s. <laughs> it's not something that they want people picking up on. You're not going to be able to get yeah. the coverage down in the South. I mean, that's still, that's still Alabama. The reason this is a story is because this ain't typically what we do. You know what I mean? Right. We, don't, we, don't, we don't have a history of violence. Right. You know, like just jumping on white folks. I mean, clearly the white folks started it, but we don't have a history of this. To me, that's, why it's, that's the reason why it's really news. Well, let's be honest. Oh like, yeah, it's, de- it's definitely yeah. news because the posse came to the rescue. Like if it right. if it was just those guys beating him up, it would have been a quick thing, you know. If at all, you know, they'd have tried to bury it first. But us coming to the rescue, especially my man swimming swimming out there like that. Yeah. Uh, and that other brother, you could see him running. You could see him take off running. Runs from right to left across the top of the thing. And you're like, right. In the air, you're going, is he going to join? And then you see him coming back down the ramp, coming the other direction down the ramp. You're like, oh yeah, he's try- he's coming to get some. Yeah, he, was, yeah, he went in. There, he didn't go in there guns hot though. You know what I'm saying? He, no, you know, no, he, he was no. kind of shoving and shit. You know, he didn't go in guns. I was hoping he ran into that guns hot. You know, <laughs> he didn't come in like an orange juice Jones Rambo kicking up nothing no, like that. Like it was no, very right. tentative. Well, yeah, I, I think the yeah. I think the guy who made the most, the biggest splash was the black Rick Flair, and that's the guy who grabbed the. Oh yeah. <laughs> The one who grabbed the folding chair <laughs> and just started bopping people as if he was like, it was like watching yeah. old NWA tapes. He was just like, you want some? What? You want some Hulk Hogan? <laughs> what? Yeah. What? You think you're ready for this, Randy Man- Macho Man Savage? <laughs> Yo, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you between that and that, that cat that got caught in that damn store. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> trying to just take those cigarettes off the shelf and shit. Oh, yeah. I just can't stop watching it, man. <laughs> Y'all seen that? The commentator said, "That's an ass woman right there." That's an ass woman. Get this nigga off of me! <laughs> no. That shit was so funny, dog. 
That shit was so funny. It was a bad week for internet beatings. Yeah. Definitely a bad week for internet beatings. If you if you looked around, that was dude was that know. dude was coming from the top rope with that stick. That's what you was reminding me of with the chair beating. That dude had that pole like, yeah. I'm talking about putting his back into it. I, I think that I think that as we grow as a species and we get more accustomed to the cameras, it's that cameras and recording is something that police officers have to get used to and we have to get used to. And, you know, we learn instinctually over years, much like Jaguars learn how to um, master their terrain and pumas and tigers, you know, up in the rocks. And this was one of those weeks where instinctually you will learn over time that when you see a light coming on in these certain circumstances, naturally nothing good is going to come out of this recording and you should back away from that at that point in time. So it's like, you know, nature will teach, it will teach that young man or that man who ended up taking that terrible bamboo beating in that store from those people. (laughs) It's terrible. Terrible beating in bamboo. He earned it. Yeah, he tried, he tried to slide past him. It's like, don't talk. What was they threatening the cats? You know what? It took them for a second to realize ain't nobody had no gun. And he was just going to try a strong armor with no weapon. And then it was over after that. <laughs> what was the cameraman doing? The cameraman was on his side no. for a second. It was like, y'all can't do nothing now. Y'all can't do nothing. Let him go. Uh-oh, don't you do know, that. <laughs> that's always my question. Like, why, why are you filming at this moment in time? That's always my question. Like, how did how did you get to be here filming right now? Yeah, well, yeah, man. Well, but I guess we always somebody's always filming something. Somebody's I guess. always filming right now. Somebody's always um, trying to loot, and that brings us to the first real topic of the show. But because we've had a lot of fun with the Montgomery Victory Tour, you've made our ancestors proud, Martin Luther King. We couldn't have done it better with this march to it through summer. I want a back. I want a backstory. I want a backstory on those guys. That's what I'd like to. Oh, I'd like guys to see. That got beat or the guys? Yeah, that, well, yeah. I want to know. I want to know what kind of great boys they are. Well, you well, know, the, I mean, one of the dudes them. owns a store. One of the dudes owns some sort of grocery store, and supposedly he's he's already being uh They're already blackballing his shit. Oh well, well he should be. He yeah. should be blackballed. They're just being. That's just being rude. They were just being rude assholes. Honestly speaking, and the law wasn't on their side. They're holding up a skiff of like what, a hundred people were on that boat waiting to get off. Yeah, you know. Yeah, the security guard just trying to get them to move. Just trying to do his job, man. It's just like everybody had. The, it's like that. It was a great thing. I don't know, but one thing that you said before I flip over to the subjects. One thing that one of you said about um, it's good to see us coming to each other's rescue. Is this something that, you know, I I can't imagine in the 80s or the 90s something like this happening and getting a similar response. But recently it hasn't felt like that would be the response. Do you think it's something that, is it really like so new? I thought that, you know, for a long time, white people, one of the things that made... Hell yeah, it's new. No, well, one of the things that made white people afraid of black people was the fact that you knew that if you did X, Y, or Z wrong, it was very possible that what was going to end up happening at the end was that um, what was going to happen in the end was that they were coming for you. Brothers was coming for you. You didn't act. You didn't act up in certain situations because they knew you would get your ass Mm -hmm. 
you know, and now it seems like that fear is gone. That fear from white people definitely, definitely is gone of like black crowds and things that that's what I feel like the actions of those white people on the skiff is a relatively new type of um, new type of vibe that's come about after 2008. And Uh it's just been so long now. That's 15 years. Now they're actually used to that. Uh -uh. In the 80s, if that would have happened in in that same place in Alabama, first of all, the black people would have been holding each other back because they, they, you know, they know that in the 80s, the cops was coming. The cops would have come in. Oh, yeah. Uh, He hit every black person in the head with a been. They would have been trying to make it so that, yeah, you know, you don't let nobody take advantage of you, but they're not not coming to put the beat stick to them guys in the 80s. Not no Alabama. Not if they're from there. They know it it just wouldn't have, you know, the energy wouldn't have been the same in the 80s for sure. You know, now... With technology, you got the phone. You can prove this, that, and everything else, you know. And plus, you know, uh, the, the higher uh, awareness overall because of technology, uh, awareness of, of history and this and that, then, yeah, that, that, that's going to happen now. So you really so you really feel like this in the 80s, it wouldn't have, it definitely wouldn't have happened in the 80s, you're feeling. What about in the 90s? What about I, I'm not going to say definitely, but I, I think it's less likely. What about the I think, it de- I think it depends on where you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? At, at where where are you in the country? Yeah. You know what I mean? There, there's cause there, there's certain things that, that happen in the South that don't happen in the North and vice versa. Certain things that happen in the North don't happen in the South, you know? So, you know, to have that mentality of people there at a time, um, I, I think it's much more likely that it would have happened like in the, in the sixties, Probably wouldn't. Seventies probably wouldn't. Eighties maybe. Nineties, yeah, it would. It would happen in the nineties. I'm just worried about the fate of Ric Flair. You know, Rob, do you think Ric Flair is going to do any time? The black Ric Flair there. I, I, I hope not, but it's probably likely. Well, it, yeah, it depends. I mean, if he's local, they got you know. I'm talking about this CYA city over there. You could believe that shit. You know, uh, because of anything that goes viral, everybody goes into CYA mode, period. Right. You know, crossing T's and dot nines. And so I think, yeah, they're going to comb through the videos and stuff and get whoever they can. Well, there's two lines of thought with that. There was two um, hitting, I think, hitting the, the, the men in the, in the head is not a problem. He beans some shit. Oh, yeah. Uh, he he's he's master with that chair, oh, dog. Oh, my gosh. Like, yeah. It was like. Yeah, I want to talk about violence against women. That was probably good sense. But you know, but listen, not to not to convict the brother on the show right now. We saw those no. those women and everything. Oh yeah, those oh yeah, they, yeah, yeah. Oh, and them the same ones. Oh my God, you put the camera in front of them right now. They the biggest victims in the country. But I'm oh, talking about they. Mm. <laughs> y'all talk about they will start screaming how they were. I thought everybody was gonna die and kill us. You know, I'm talking about they, they go straight for it. Like yeah. I, I, I bet you, if you when you put on put that thing, uh, that camera on them, they're gonna. We was just trying to help. We saw men getting jumped. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, them, yeah, them, them nah. chicks was in there throwing bows. 
coming out. You know, they were they were trying yeah. to they were trying to they were like the female wrestlers. They were like, "Come on, honey, I'm going on the top rope." And everything. Yeah. They ended up getting hit in the head with the chair and everything. My man yeah. had a Ric Flair flashback. He was cracking me up. It was like Unc was like in it. You know, he was in it. Yeah. Was old, the anger, the anger, the anger from every Karen video that people ever saw that frustrated the shit out of people that you wanted to smack the shit out of somebody, that all came out. <laughs> yeah, that was all that. Fantastic. Yeah. And also, you know, everybody was everybody was also kind of amped up from watching they clone Tyrone. Right? Oh, for sure. So for sure. You know, we can get into that. I I know Gene, have you seen they clone Tyrone? Oh yeah. All right. So yeah, so we all seen it now. So now we're all good here, Rob. So now everything that you had to say last week about they clone Tyrone, you are now <laughs> free to let it go. I, I, you know, I don't know what I want to say about that movie. Still, like I need to. Watch, I'm gonna. I'm gonna wind up watching it like two, three more times before I get. Oh full, yeah. Before I get the full thing of it, but you know the, the it, it's such a bleak outlook. Why do like, you think that? Why it's do you think so, it's bleak? Why do I think it's bleak? I mean, because um, at the end, they technically they won. Did they win? I. Did they? It, it seemed like, you know, uh-huh. it, the same thing was happening everywhere else. Like, hey, there they were in yeah. South Central. When, when, like, is a hard, when is a hard, when is a hard statement? I, I don't, I don't know if you won. Um, but it's so, so Tyrone is, Tyrone is, is several movies that have happened before, you know what I mean? Three the hard way, um, black dynamite, you know, mm-hmm. The matrix, some of the Matrix in there, you know, the Anaconda malt liquor from Black Dynamite had me from the, from the jump, right? As soon as I saw the Adam, Anaconda malt liquor, I was all in, right? Mm-hmm. I'm with the shits at this point. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I, I think Win is strong. Um, they expose some things. They expose some things, but I don't think it's a win because I think it's so you found you found that, but to me, there there's still another level. You know what I mean? So you so you scratch the surface of something to me. So that's so it's so it's a victory, no doubt. That's exactly what I thought. It was it was I used the word elementary. You know, but it, it, it was troubling to me is that we still have to send this, the same elementary <laughs> lessons out to the community, like you know, in all types of uh, what are those? Those were what uh, metaphors. Mm-hmm. And uh, I forget the other word I'm looking for, but you have to send the message in ways instead of plain English, mm. you know. And so, but but it's still a rudimentary message, in my opinion. But I, I found it entertaining. I, I thought Jamie Fox, I, I enjoyed his character, you know. Uh, I I thought but, the most interesting, you know. I want you guys to describe to me what you think is the most interesting scene. To me, the most interesting scene in the movie was when Tyrone had the... Well, it wasn't Tyrone. What was he? Montavious in the movie? It was Montavious or something of that. I think yeah. that was the name of the character at the top of my head, but um, I could be wrong. When he sees himself in the in the thing and he says, starts yelling, I'll kill you. I'll kill you. You not me. I'll kill you. And on so many levels, that was so deep because 
it was to me then I I could feel that right then and there because it's like you he's looking at someone else he's looking at a mirror reflection of himself and he doesn't like what he sees mm-hmm. so much so that he's ready to take himself out and that to me was the most poignant point in the movie yo I saw something you know I don't know a week ago and I just found it brother Ben X uh he said something about the Tyrone movie that I thought was interesting. I'm just going to read a little bit of it. It says, so let me get this clear for the ones who keep missing the message of this movie. You are the clone. Right. <laughs> this movie has nothing to do with Jamie Foxx being cloned. This movie is about you. All you drug dealers, scammers, gangsters, pimps, hoes, and hood rats. You are the clones. You are just carbon copies of the same stereotypes placed in neighborhoods all across the country. You're allowed to thrive because what you are doing to the community keeps the property values low and the whites out, which allows the powers that be to experiment freely on your communities without fear of harming their own. Mm. And so I thought that he, and then he goes on to, you know, of course, which I don't like when, when anybody judges the broken. I mean, that's so easy to do. But he goes, um, but it's in context of uh, of his message. Uh, so so at the end, he'll say, uh, notice how the whole hood had to finally come together to prevail. Please tell me that this didn't completely go over y'all head. <laughs> right. People, right. You know, so he kind of ripped into the uh, into the into the audience that that uh, didn't see the the real point of it in his opinion. So, but I thought, I thought he made some interesting points, but I don't know if, you know, I I can't give any production Hollywood or or anything that you have to pay for. I can't give them credit for trying to help somebody, (laughs) you know? So, so, you know, I think, I think it's, you know, that's cool. He gave that Ben, Ben X gave that, a summary or explanation and other people have explanations and stuff, but well, man, they did that to make money, you know? Yeah. Well, Grant, uh, Grant what do you think was the most interesting point scene in the movie? Most interesting scene in the movie. So the thing that I found, uh, when, when he discovered that his mother was just a recording, for me, for me, that that was that was powerful for me because it just spoke to you know you just kind of alone in this world as a man. You know what I mean? I mean we we men men are loved men are loved based off of what they do, not necessarily like like women and children and and animals. They're loved unconditionally. Men ain't loved like that. You know what I mean? And he's trying to have this relationship with his moms, but his moms ain't there. You know what I mean? Like it. it to me, that was that was powerful for me. That whoa, like you could open up a whole can of worms with that one because um, this generation, despite being raised, a lot of these young men, a lot of these young men that that are represented in this movie as being clones, were raised by single moms, and what yeah. did we grow up hearing? Where single moms are like two parents and. You know, they're both parents and things go. But at the end of the day, when he's, when they end up in prison, no one's there to take advantage of them. Mm-hmm. No, one, no one wants to take credit for that one and everything. Mm-hmm. You know, and some of us were, 
You know, so a lot of us in a lot of ways were raised by single parents or single moms. My mother wasn't quite a single mom, but my father being a truck driver, he was gone enough, so that way she lived, that we were on our own, and it was up to her. You know, what is it, what, Rob, what do you think it says about the responsibility of single moms? Have they abdicated? you think that he was trying to say that mothers have abdicated their responsibilities as mothers? And are just I, I, I don't know if he was saying that they've abdicated their their responsibilities, but maybe he was implying that there is some distance, that there is some, you know, that there is some way in which they do alienate their young. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the thing that, that I found crazy about that scene was that when he breaks it open and and he sees the box, like suddenly time shifts. Because how long has this been going on? Right. Right. You know. And now you're like, now, now you start to see, wait a minute, this is just sick. This is the cycle he's talking about. This isn't just here. This is what's, this is the same game that's been going on for years and years and years. Right. Yeah, it's Groundhog Day. Yeah. Yeah, my, my, my I don't know, I wouldn't say favorite scene or this and that, but I mean, one point that was loud and clear is when, you know, he was like, fuck it. I'm just going to do me and understand yeah. that, that shit is going on, <laughs> yeah, you know, right. at one point. Right. right. And, and that's, you know, how many, how many of us suffer from cognitive dissonance that even when we hear what's going on, we see what's going on and stuff. Not only do we say, fuck it, but we go ahead and, 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 uh, we just miss it. Yeah. Yeah. We, 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 it, we take the blue pill. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, you know, it, it uh who wrote that movie by the way? I'm not it, sure. I am not sure if Jamie Foxx or anything. Someone have to look that up. I think that the um I think the most poignant fact about the entire thing is that it's something that we've touched on before here on the show when we talk about history. People who don't know the history of gangs don't recognize that the gangs were started in the inner city to protect not to um, keep hostage, keep right. the people hostage. Not to terrorize. Not to terrorize, exactly. And that's exactly what it's turned around. And I found it interesting that the only soldiers that they, that or where the soldiers began, it began with the gangsters. They were, the, once again, it's the ones with the guns. They're the only ones that actually have the ability to affect change in their own neighborhoods and if properly supported. And the way that they actually went about that at the end, it was actually the hood. It was actually the gangs that came together and provided the power, firepower that was necessary to free the rest of the hood, per se. Mm-hmm. You know, in a way, I, I thought it was very deep. I understand why Rob didn't want to, you know, not talk about it for so long. So what do you feel like about Tyrone? And then it turns out it wasn't... He wasn't the original Tyrone is out there in Los Angeles. Right. He was a scientist. Well. Was the original. Well, yeah, the scientist, I guess it was. That, that was also confusing, too. Was it the scientist? Or was the scientist the one, was he breaking off pieces of himself or the worst element? He was, he, he was yeah. the Clarence Thomas. He was the, he was the Clarence Thomas of the movie. He was right. working with the enemy, you know? <laughs> Yeah, so was it, yeah, but was he, was that actually, was Tyrone, the original Tyrone, his clone? 
or was it Tyrone? I, I was kind of confused about that. It's sort of like that's um, a... Go ahead. I think they, cl- they cloned Tyrone was just... They used just... I think they just used Tyrone as a name. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because so the, the character's name was uh, Fontaine and then... Uh, you know, I can't remember the the hit the version of him that didn't talk. That was the that was the tough guy with the white boy. Um, yeah, he yeah. yeah. I mean, it was so many of him, but then at the end, the one that was in L.A., his name was Tyrone. So I think they I, my thought process is that they just used that because um, they got Badu on board to change the lyrics and re-sing. You better call Tyrone. Mm-hmm. So, um, next time you go river boating in Alabama, make sure that the people that are also surrounded by you haven't watched the radicalized film like they like they cloned Tyrone because it seems like it was kind of like apropos and it was amped up. It was almost as if the gods were saying like, "Yo, we're gonna give you, we're gonna pump y'all up, and then we're gonna give you an incident to go out there and practice and see whether or not." Y'all can act up on Tyrone and, you know, God damn it, y'all passed. Yeah, and just and just imagine that could be real. You know, with the with the uh the the cracked chicken shit, uh the cracked uh that they put on the chicken that had everybody laughing, the, the hypnotic yeah. music. You know what I mean? There was there was so many so many things about society. Oh, yeah. the, the uh the, the, the perm chemicals. shit. Yeah, <laughs> the perm true. shit. Like, you know what I mean? It was just so many things that are like popular that we do in in, in our culture all day, every day. Well, that go ahead, go they ahead. were the things. They they were I'm i I'm just saying they were the things that made you, you know, that put you under that control. Well, as far as the perm is concerned, you can't tell certain women not to straighten the hair. They, Absolutely. So it's almost they don't really need the chemical. The chemical is kind of it's implied that the actual just getting the perm is actually the poison because right. you're trying to yeah. change it to something different. Right. Man, I'll tell you what, I can't I'm starting to get to the point where I actually loathe lace fronts, man. Oh my god. The eyebrow eyebrows? Nigga. Just a la- I, I just loathe it. Like, you know, who told uh, you that was it, you know, and who wants that? Who really wants that? I mean, you, you can't even touch your hair or nothing. Whatever. I mean, I, it just blows me away on every show where you have basketball hoes and Potomac hoes and this and this. <laughs> you know, hey, it's just lace front city, man. And it's like, God dog, man. Nobody them. loves themselves. Nobody. Nobody. No. No. <laughs> that's not how that's sold, homie. That's not how it's sold. What would be beautiful? Nah. What would be beautiful right now for the culture would be like an all natural an all natural um female, Afro popping. Um, body banging without the assistance of any surgeon to come out and just basically kick that Angela Davis. Mm-hmm. You know, that would be a that would now if there's someone out there that's got that persona that's been sitting there waiting, you know, 
the world is being so there is i'll be watching I, I don't yeah. know, some I don't know her name but i'll be watching it on my reel i mean i just never uh, caught her name but she be spitting fire well she's like the female ben x but she's young and you know and described just like you said it'd be spitting fire but but yeah, that's yeah. every one of her. There's a thousand that ain't like her, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's three. Yeah, they, they not they not clone. They not cloning. Uh, you know, they not cloning Angela Davis. You know, right? They cloning Shaniqua Watkins. No, you need right. you need you need what you need is like four or five Beyonce types to go natural. Because mm. yeah. they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna follow what the music people are doing. Oh yeah, that definitely yeah, follow. And if you get a bunch of them to go natural and stay natural instead of today, you think you say you got this wig on. You know, you saw you see her on the Today Show this morning. Got hair down to her ass. You see her in the interview in the afternoon. It's just barely down past their ears. You know, right? You see her at night on the, on the Tonight Show, and she's got fucking um, dreads in. Like, what the fuck? Who are you? Right. Right. Yeah, Alicia Keys tried it though. She went natural mission. Yeah, no makeup, nothing. Yeah, mm-hmm. tried the no makeup movement. Yeah, and they threw her away. You know, well, you know, they, yeah. they they shunned her a little bit. They did shun her. She made decisions well, they, they, based upon her life. Which yeah, wanted. but they shunned her. They shunned her based off of the uh, wasn't uh, Swizz married when they started kicking it? Oh, absolutely. Well, yeah. Well, come on. I mean, we somehow she got vilified oh, for that. No, she's a whole yeah. record. She's yeah. a yeah, whole some, record. <laughs> somehow she got vilified for that. Because it's, it's always the women's fault. It's never yeah. the male's fault. It's not like, right. you know, it's they, all of a sudden we, know we, we, we get hypnotized. And shit. Look, they know they know what we are. They know better. It's her fault. <laughs> every, time some, every time a popular artist comes into town, that artist is a homewrecker. Because somebody's sleeping with somebody to either get at them, to get to the oh, concert, yeah. to get... Like you know, they're all home records. So how Alicia Keys got that smoke? I don't, I don't know. I thought it was. I th- think she's a musical genius. I think she might Hello. be too. You know, but you know what, bro? She, I like she her. might, she might be a little bit too militant <laughs> for them. You know, you can't even say things like Jamie Fox hot off of this movie is also hot off an apology to the Jewish community. Oh because, man, um, stop it! The brother said, oh, "I can't stop it. We're gonna have to. We gotta." Born in trouble. Is he? What did he do? Um, he said, well, look, and in response to something that was totally unrelated, he said, look, these people, they killed. He said, look, these people killed Jesus. Imagine what they would do to me. And the Jewish community automatically took the leap of faith that he was talking about their particular community and started on a cancellation tour for Jamie Foxx at that point in time. Now, what one thing has to do with another, if you have, if you're feeling it's like, sort of like, um, I I saw some brothers on the, on the internet say, well, it's always the, the kick dog that hollers, you know, right. because he didn't necessarily say Yeah, the two, the say two Muslim nothing. brothers. Yeah, he didn't necessarily yeah, the kick. Said, they say kicked. And they nah, the hit. It's the, the hit dog. That, yeah, the hit dog. It's the one that said the kick twin. Whatever, you know, if you kick him, like kick that. the dog, like either way, it's a hit. It's a I hit. like that better. <laughs> but a kick dog, it's like, listen, we've been kicked. That's exactly what we do to each other in the society. We kick. And this is yeah. definitely what they do to black people. They kick us. But the hit dog hollers. All right? So he had to issue an apology for something that wasn't necessarily directed at anyone. We can't even use verbiage freely. 
you're not free to even like use verbiage because it might allude to someone or some group that might be to me that's like kind of calling yourself out if i hear somebody say say that i'm not trying to say oh that means it's about my community as a jewish person do you think that they overstepped do you think they went too far with that one when did that happen this is just a few days ago Oh dang! He yeah. just came. He just came up for air. He getting trouble. Exactly. You don't want to, five you know, minutes. You don't want to start minutes. with them folks. Hey, let me ask y'all something before I forget. Last week, did y'all talk about Africa? Somewhat, but we can talk about it again because it's Niger? a large comp- continent. We didn't get into Niger. Niger. We didn't get into Niger specifically. No, the River Niger. No, no. Yeah, I've been, I've been finding it interesting. That the the, the, the the set of events that are developing over there. Uh, Fill us in. Well, there was a coup in Niger, and basically the people who took over was like, because America was like, <laughs> we're not going to give you, a, render uh, aid or something, you know, give you aid. He was like, yo, you can give those to your homeless people. You keep that shit and give it to your homeless charity starts at home. Right. And so the organization, I forget the acronym, Ewok or some shit like that, right? Uh, that, uh, of course, the Europeans put in place to kind of go to. It's an African organization of African countries. They were tasked, and Nigeria kind of leading it to, you know, see about Niger and get that right. To Rick Flair. Yeah. And so a, a couple other countries, which I just, the names escape me, but two other countries that, of course, their military runs their country too. Was like, look, nah, we'll consider that an act of war. We're not with that shit. Fuck the French, and we bring in Russia on our side yeah. <laughs> to help yeah. us out. You know, and so and so, uh, uh, you know, this it's. I guess day seven was yesterday. Why am I not hearing a resolution? Because Nigeria basically supposedly gave them seven days, yeah, and so. They don't want you that. Know. They don't want that publicized, Gene. You know, you're I mean, they're, about- they're, they're talking about it because I mean, they're evacuating. Uh, the U.S. government's evacuating uh, citizens today, like American citizens oh, well, uh, from the, the embassy. US government's evacuating from the country. Yeah, and yeah. we have two military bases in Niger. So I guess that means we're going in heavy in a minute. They're about to take it over because they're threatening eighty-five percent. Of the electricity of your uh, mic is out, X. I just said that. Yeah, hold on. Or is my mic out? No, No, it's X's mic. Yeah, it's X. Oh, your mic is out, X. I hear everybody else. Don't hear X's audio. His audio is gone. But uh, so, so this is what I would say, Gene. The reason. He killed 15 million Africans, 15, 20 million Africans. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But you, but what you hear about is Hitler being this, this, uh, the most evil person in, on, ever to live. Yeah. But, but you hear about it because he killed white folks and the narrative, the predominant narrative is always about white people. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's why you don't hear about it. Well, no, I mean, you know, it, well, I, 
I was hearing about it. As a matter of fact, it was making the ticker up on the CNN for a while, but I was getting most of the information through my feed, you know, right. uh, from the people over there talking about it. But then I would see a ticker on CNN. But the, the one thing through my feed I saw consistent was is that the Nigerian president gave like seven days for a resolution. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and so, and I know that time period uh, was up on uh on Sunday, but here's more, even beyond all that, I see, you know, and I guess it's always been there. There's always a lot of a shifting in politicking going on in Africa, you know, by, by, uh, oh, yeah. colonial powers. Right. But I right. see some shifting going on. I think it feels like Russia is saying, yeah, we can go ahead and get our hooks in just by being a better master. You know what I'm saying? Well, <laughs> and the right. rest of these foods, you know what I'm saying? Or just having a partnership where we get a, a small piece for this, that, and everything. And I see, I think, oh man, I see a lot of people calling for these leaders in Africa to like, yo, just step away from the sauce, man. Step well, away from the sauce and, and, right. and you know, and let's change history. And, and man, but. Well, I'm talking about they got their foots on their neck so tough. I, I mean, the way that Nigerian president was talking, I was, I was thinking to myself, why, man? You know, I, I guess in their minds, now is not the time, or now is never going to be the time. Well, the bottom you know what line I'm saying? is, the bottom line is, like Africa cannot defend itself. Um, there's, there's a reason why they have all of these different countries and all of these different bases. If you look at the map of Africa of where it was colonized, every country in Africa was colonized and the riches were exported to some European or Western nation. What Putin is doing right now is he's just trying to stick the thumb in the eye of anyone that has anything to anything against NATO, period. Let's just say it, NATO, period. And in some cases, it really depends on where you sit. If you are a white American in America, you think that NATO has always traditionally been good and fought for the free market and what's right and things of that nature. And if you're in other countries, you look at NATO, such as if you're in Russia, you look at NATO as a um, someone that's pushing, always pushing boundaries and trying to stop you from and being somewhat aggressive themselves. In Africa, NATO bases exist to keep the local populations in line and to keep the resources going. What I think is interesting is I want to see how far it's going to actually go. Oh. Nigeria can't go in and fight. Nigeria can't go in and fight Niger. Um, oh, well, no, something's going to pop. Huh? It'll pop off because from what I understand, 70, 80% of France's yeah, uh, energy uh, comes uh, from power, Niger. energy comes from Niger. Yeah. <laughs> the uranium produces Niger. Yeah, and the- so... That's why, I, you know, so here's the thing. If Africans wouldn't stand up, if Africans wouldn't fight Africans, let me ask you something. How could, on a global stage, any of the colonizers go in by brute force if they don't have locals fighting alongside them? Here's the reality of, of Africa. Western nations are so far advanced as far as weaponry is concerned that if you were to come to, there, there have been calls from African leaders, like I saw recently one of them came out and said, look, um, our resources, we are calling for all Africans of, that are living abroad in other countries, everyone of African descent, to come back. It's time for you to help us. 
time for you to help us build these things. If you were to build manufacturing inside of Africa, the continent of Africa, you could build a, an entire world inside of the continent of Africa and never have to leave the continent. But where would that leave the rest of the world? It would leave the rest of the world poor, hungry. They would be the, they would be the Ethiopians. They would be the ones that would be on the UNICEF ads. They would be the ones that would be living in the dark. And we all know that that's not what the United States and what these conquering nations do. What they do is they go to other places to plunder the resources and bring them back home so that way we can live the best lives here. So the, the reality of it is, is that if Africa were to simultaneously rise up as a continent, as one great big huge nation, you would see... Um, the West damn near do everything short of pushing the button. They're not going to push the button on Africa. They're not going to nuclear. They're not going to explode nukes in Africa because they need the resources there. But you want to talk about military excursions for the they next would. 10, 20 years? It's a very strong possibility. Yeah. You want to they talk would. about chemical warfare? Very strong possibility. They yeah. dug in. White folks are way too dug in in Africa. So part of what keeps these economies alive, these other countries' economies alive, is keeping Africa poor. The way, right. You know what I mean? The way, the way that it is, so that they can extract those resources and do what they have to do to make that money. Yes. So, so it's keeping Africa, keeping Africa poor and impoverished is big business around the world. Not just, not just in America, not just in Russia, not just in you know China or whatever. Everybody, all yeah. stock prices keep stock Africa. prices up. It's about if greed. They, if they united, no, no one could do shit about it. Kansas. They can try, uh, they but, can try, but the only thing they can do is is cut their nose and spite their face, and that's it, it, with, with nuclear weapons. But if Africa united, they can produce a nuclear weapon in no time. Can they? But they can. But they? Every time, so, the history of the history of the continent is such that. If you take leadership and you bring leadership to Africa, that leadership has a bullseye on it. That leadership can't leave the hotel. It's, it's look at Gaddafi. No, well, when I say unite, they when I say unite, like unite under one type of constitution that serves that continent, and what. No one could do nothing except for you're getting in line. You're trying to bring a lot of different people together. like that's yeah, try, you, right. well, well, no, no, I'm not saying that's an easy task. That's, that's probably just as hard a task as getting uh, descendants of slaves over here to unite for something. Even now, more you, so. You, you're, talking, more you're, so. Talking, you're talking hundreds of thousands of years of tribal warfare. Yeah. That well, they, I don't know. No, no, no. Hold on. I don't. Now, well, I don't agree with that uh, because of, of some of the books that I read, uh, you know, that many years of tribal warfares. And I think even if there were tribal warfares that went back in time, they can't be proven to be anywhere near the violence that that, that goes on oh, now. Oh, absolutely not. Warfares. Absolutely not. But in terms of getting them all on the same still, page politically, yeah, I think is because, that, where that comes yeah, in. Well, I think it's possible because of the enemy of my enemy. They, I mean, you know, the longer you go, the longer we go forward, the more history shows 
uh, clearly but then, why everybody's in the condition they're in. But, I, I think it's possible all, for people to say this is what we have to do. But the problem we is don't have not, a choice. The problem is they're not all enemy of my enemy. One of the reasons why, for example, Ethiopia has a different, you know, is the, are the ones that they're using. Ethiopia, what that shows you is the country that they use to actually show the military force, that's the one, that's the puppet country that's got the the hand of the West, the furthest up its ass. Okay? Yeah. So, so when you say that the friend, the enemy of my enemy, and I was thinking that as he, as, you know, Grant was talking, the enemy of my enemy, what unites us more than a common enemy? But the simple fact of the matter is that even across Africa, Europe is not always viewed as an enemy with all circles. There are always people that benefit in every regime. This is what yeah. happened in Cuba with the split up when they took over the island. It's like a lot of people are still mad about what happened in Cuba. But if you look at, at it upon racial and economic lines, it's pretty simple to figure out what happened. The black slaves that were in Cuba were getting their asses kicked and the white slave owners and the white Hispanic Cubans liked the status quo. And that balance didn't work out and they kicked them out. And what they do, you know, sanctions for 20 years, it's not an easy thing. Rob, you had some thoughts on it? Uh, my gummy just kicked in. His gummy just kicked in. <laughs> Swing and a miss. <laughs> Swing and a miss. So I just wanted to just bring all this stuff back. It's funny how all this stuff is related. We go from Alabama where they have a where they have a fist fight uh, victory, a fatal victory there. And in that same state we were talking about a couple of weeks earlier when the Supreme Court reeled against them, ruled against them um, gerrymandering votes in order to limit black districts. And mm-hmm. they were the only ones that came out on a statewide level and said, well, we understand what the Supreme Court said, but we're still going to keep on drawing these districts this way in order to keep black people out of power. So it's like, is that some of that frustration that showed up at the dock the other day? Did those racists <laughs> like, you know, kind of, you know, absolutely. That? You could you you could you could tie you could tie that doc to any goddamn thing. Oh man! <laughs> it was <laughs> exactly. There's a there's a knuckle sandwich that somebody ate like in 1982. This that, that shit came out on the dock. Right. That's right. right. Yeah. You see what they did? You see what they did? In Tulsa, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The they remembered that at the dock. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> That's everything right. Is everything. Everything is everything. Well, fellas, guess what, man. Damn, this hour went quick as hell. Yeah. Hey, out. Man, we had an hour. What I'm gonna do is Jesus I'm gonna Christ. stop the I'm gonna stop the uh, recording of the of the show in a minute. As soon as I say goodbye and thank you to my illustrious guest, Mr. Robert Brooks, Mr. Gene Hopkins, and of course the City Wing Kang, owner of City Wings. 2896 West Grand Boulevard, Detroit, Michigan. Come down and get you some. Come get Bam. You some. Detroit, Detroit, Michigan. Born in trouble. We're going to catch y'all next week on the show. We're going to keep it going right now on the live channel.